Are you a fan of 80s nostalgia? A fan of aerobics? Neon colors? Murder? Mayhem? Boobies? Stick around. You'll enjoy this one. How's it going, everyone? This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you're listening to another exciting episode of Graveyard Talk. Uh, today, we, we're talking about Murder Size, a movie that we've been waiting to watch forever. Finally got to watch it. Um, and figured, why not? We'll do an episode on this for you. Uh, looking over here at the old IMD, IMDB page. Um, give you just a little bit of a plot. Synopsis. It's not... It's, it's, it's actually really kind of short on here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's We'll fill in the gaps if yeah. need be. Phoebe is an obsessed fitness nerd who gets her big break on a sleazy workout video. After being ridiculed by her co-stars, Phoebe befriends a mafia princess wild child who teaches her how to murder her way to the top. Yes. Kind of. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Said, but that's a... Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Uh, the whole movie is onset of... Uh, what's going to be an 80s workout video. Yeah. And so the current cover girl of the movie is Candy, right? Which is uh, our friend Jessa Flux. That's who plays Candy. So she's like the main mean girl and she's the cover girl, right? And so Phoebe uh, is this kind of up and coming. She wants to be an actress and like, you know, change the world and all that stuff. And then kind of gets uh, greedy for the cover girl spot and that's how uh, things progress well first uh, she's also uh that's filling in some of the gaps of that yeah filling you know. some of the gaps there um she she's also really kind of she she's uh, aggravated from the start because she thinks this is an exercise video um but what she realizes it's a little smuttier than that right which is it is an exercise video yeah but there's a there's, there's a kind of some reasons behind it you know <clears throat> and if you remember the 80s, if anybody out there is our age, uh, workout videos were everywhere. It was the thing. You know, it's crazy to see like so many, and I know there still are, but not like the 80s. Like everybody was pumping out these VHS tapes of just all kinds of workout crazy shit. Yeah. So the story, you know, the, the plot behind it or like the, the setting is actually super believable. Completely. Oh, you know what I mean? Because like that shit happened. You, For sure, waking up so, early enough and during the during the, the the week the weekends maybe or some shit or whatever. There's exercise videos. Oh yeah, and there's butt. some girl like with her butt in the in the camera, like you know doing squats or whatever. Fuck. Yeah. And so this whole thing is kind of based on that era and that business and that kind of yeah. You know, because there is a certain sleaziness <laughs> to it. Oh, completely. You know, or at least it could be taken that way pretty quickly. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, this guy's kind of a back alley producer and. You know, he's all for the sleazy side. And he's exactly yeah. when you think of sleazy, this guy is oh, that man. completely. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but he did a fucking bang up job as this kind Brian of Brian Hurd. Brian Hurd. All right. You, you did awesome. And uh, what was his name? Is it Gino? Is that, is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Gino. I think that's how you said it. Yeah. Gino. Couldn't remember. Yeah. 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 The, the guy's a complete sleaze bag. Um, but he's also well, and he's trying to actually do shit by the books. Yeah. You know, it's like, he's, he's paying the girls and they are going to be on the cover. And well, I mean, he's, he's doing sleazy shit, but he's doing it by the books. Yeah. You know, he's being paid to do this shit. So he's going to do it. And, you know, cause he's actually commissioned from somebody else. Like, uh, some mob boss type of shit. Yeah. He's in so, bed with, he's in bed with the mafia on this yeah. one. Um, which, uh, 
Let's see. Domini- Dominica Stromboli. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dominique. Dominica. Dom. Dom. Is it Dominica? Ah, whatever. Stromboli. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Stromboli. Yeah. Uh, played by Ginger Lynn, uh, who uh, was a very popular porn star, adult film star, um, adult film actress, whatever, uh, in the 80s. Um who made her way into other acting? Devil's Reject. She's in it briefly. Yeah. She's the one that's uh, stupid. Uh, Sid. Sid, yeah. Um, old Captain Spaulding. Um, but yeah, she. she and, but she's also her daughter is also a part of this thing too. Right. She brings her in. Um, she's the wild child that IMDb was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like the mafia princess. You know, her dad is. Mafia boss, her mom is Mrs. Stromboli that's running this uh, uh, workout video. And so she brings her in just as like to kind of give her daughter a little shot at some notoriety or whatever, you know. Yeah. And she befriends uh, Phoebe. Kind of the other way around. Yeah. Phoebe kind of befriends her. Yeah, because. She's like the bad girl. Like she comes in like. A leather jacket, and she's tatted up, and she's... Smokes cigarettes, smokes yeah, weed. Yeah. She comes to everybody high. muscle car. I can't remember if it's like a Chevelle, or I can't remember what now, but like old school, like American muscle, you know... Uh, Stereotypical. She comes driving up, yeah. And, um... I don't know, girl. just like a... Like, just a rock chick. You know? Yeah. But... Which she... The whole... Because the whole thing with her, uh, with the, the, the good girl with Phoebe wanting to be, you know trying to be all wholesome or whatever, she flips her fucking script pretty quickly. Uh, we, wanna... we won't, we won't, we won't. She's, she's a little, she's something extra. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Jessa Flux. Uh, her character in this um, is what you would think of as a mean girl. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like the, the girl Stereotypical that picks on the, the, the smaller girls and shit. Um, and she's, Uber attractive, as we know, and shows off uh, her breast in one whole scene, just <laughs> begging a guy to, to grab them. Uh, I just she want to says, say, "Are you on drugs?" Yeah, it cracks me up every time. <laughs> just the way that she says it, I don't know. It just uh, it cracks me up. I really appreciate her in that scene right. a lot. I appreciate her anyway, but. Uh, yeah, that 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 that, that actually that whole scene is pretty fucking funny though, yeah. like because you you also cause that's Chuck, who is probably another one of the funniest like yeah. characters in this. He may movie. be actually the funniest because uh, he, he, you know, spoiler alert, he makes it through most of the movie. Right, right. So you get to see him do comedic shit the whole way. Yeah, just as character spoiler alert does not make it the whole way. Yeah. So Jess's character is really funny, but you don't see the whole movie. Right. Chuck's character is funny and he does crazy shit the whole way. So just that alone, I would say he's maybe the funniest character. Not to mention the fact that he's wearing like the, the stereotypical, like short, short (laughs) cutoff shorts. And Straight up like eighties like Hoochie Daddy shirt. The muscle shirt. Yeah. Or the shirt, you know, that shows the Yeah, midriff. Yeah. He's got a bandana. So I never understood what that was a thing with. He's got like leather that. biker gloves. Like there's a bunch of eighties oh, yeah. types in this guy. Completely. But he's like a stand up dude. He's just like uh you know, that's why he won't uh, grab Jess's tits because he's like, I'll only look at him 
on a movie I make. And he's like, he just won't, won't yeah. do it unless it's like. Oh, that's right. Because she keeps yelling, grab him, Chuck. Yeah, he won't even look at him. And he's like, nope. It's one of my nope. favorite audios ever, right? Um, so. <laughs> that's all she does. Uh, uh, the, the, the movie is, is completely uh, goofy as hell. Uh, it's what you'd actually think of as uh, like a trauma film almost. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're, <laughs> there's a bunch of, I mean, if you went back to the 80s, like New Line and like uh, Canon and like all those kind of 80s horror, yeah, you know, kind of feel, it has that feel uh, to me. The soundtrack to me is phenomenal. Yeah. The last, I mean, we pretty much since we've been doing these podcasts, I always talk about the scores, like one of the things that gets me now. Yeah. And, like, they stuck to, like, 80 synth. You know, there's a few, like, rock songs. Yeah, I definitely uh, was down for the, the score as well. But there's a ton of just, like, 80 synth, and it goes with the mood of the place, you know, the whatever the movement is in the, in the movie. And I don't know. I just thought the score, soundtrack, whatever it was, uh, really good. Score. You know, but, well, there was a few songs. Well, okay. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? So it wasn't quite all instrumental, but... Whatever. Anyway, the soundtrack to the movie was fucking good. Yeah. And I thought that was really what puts it on point. That a lot of, you know, movies of the same budgets, you know, B-movie, they they may neglect the score, I think. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I think the score is, is something that should be concentrated on, and this film did it. You know, because if you get the right sounds and the right songs for a movie you don't have to have the, the highest quality camera or the, the highest, uh, you know, props and set because that, that music will set the, the right tone or the right feel you're going for. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you can do a lot with the music. And I think that's one reason why this movie is above a lot of the others in the same pay grade. Yeah. Because it has a fucking killer score. I can do that. You know, that's one of the reasons. I mean, Jess is killing it. There's a bunch of good reasons, but like, Movies, the movie's legitimately, legitimately funny. Yeah. Uh, which, a lot of times, not all independent movies and shit that come out, uh, they're, are supposed to be funny or really that funny. They're usually just kind of stupid. Well, yeah, or they try too hard or yeah. it seems forced or, you know what I mean, or it's off off track in some way. Yeah. You know? And then this one, this one actually, I mean, even from the trailer, uh, the trailer's what got me really wanting to watch yeah. it because it, it, it literally looked funny. Um all right, had a little bit of technical difficulties there, so sorry about the sudden cutoff. Um, I left off talking about the humor about it, but I actually kind of want to move away to actually talk about the director a little bit. Um, Paul Ragsdale, uh, California um, native, it seems. Um, let's see, he started making movies when he was 13. Um, Sweet. And... He formed A and P Productions with his wife Angelica de Alba. Since uh, I don't know, I was reading this thing, but uh, he's got a few of the movies that actually I'm kind of surprised I haven't watched because I feel like yeah, I thought he had like four or five under his belt so far. Streets of Vengeance, I feel like I've seen, but uh, he's got Streets of Vengeance, Slasherette Party, Cinco de Mayo, and Murder Size, and that's all that's being shown on there. So. So I get okay. So he's got some other stuff too, shorts and whatnot. A whole, oh, he's got a whole list of them, but those are I guess like his major. Yeah, his, maybe those are just the ones he's done since the A and P productions. Mm-hmm. You know, possibly yeah. But 
But yeah, it definitely uh, keeps with the the 80s kind of horror yeah. film. Uh, well, I mean, he's probably close to our age. Like, he probably grew up in the 80s, maybe a little older than us, but like, to where he got to maybe experience the 80s a little more. Right. Uh, so, of course, you know, if you want to kind of have that back in your uh, mood, like, you have that in the in your memories. Yeah. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's like how we could, but like, we were pretty young in the 80s. Yeah. We kind of grew up in the 90s. We were 90s kids, basically. Mainly, yeah. You know? Like, we remember certain things. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I was born in 84. Yeah. So I remember the late 80s, and I remember seeing the fashion and stuff through, like, TV and stuff, but not yeah. but not buying the clothes or not, right. you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were a little bit older, I could see totally how that would just be a big part of, you know, and it was a big part of horror movie. Oh, culture, yeah. Oh, completely. You know, just VHS tapes and just the idea of, you know, I mean, we've talked about that on all kinds of episodes about how, like, the 80s was, like, it was horror's, like, first big step. Oh, yeah. You know, into, like, mainstream and uh, to home home videos and all this different stuff. And so it was, I don't know. Hey, th- this one uh, keeps kind of with the uh, the, the massacres of, of the 80s. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, a, a Slumber Party Massacre. Right. Well, we don't want to forget, and this is a, a good homage, uh, some of the scenes are pretty close uh, to uh, Killer Workout. It was from 87? Yeah. I think maybe. And so there's some cool scenes that are... Uh, you can tell that that uh, Paul knows his 80s movies. Yeah. Like he's seen a bunch of these. Yeah. You know, just from the way it's shot and the way it's kind of... Uh, uh, it's not really Easter eggs per se, but it's just like if you watch Murder Size, you can tell at least a handful of movies that you would have had in common. Right. You know, that, that we have watched and that you can get his aesthetic through. Have you seen Killer Workout? When I was... I don't think I've ever seen that. Man, probably... I don't know, too young to really get, get it. it. <laughs> or, you know, I just be, like... Unless to watch it came it. on USA up on my... Well, that's what I'm saying. Probably like something it. like that or it's like... Uh, I remember... I'm pretty sure I was real young but it's just like only wanting to watch it because there's like hot aerobics girls in it. It's oh, of like, course. You know what I mean? Not even giving a fuck that it was a slasher movie when you're like 10 years old or whatever. That Right. You know. But yeah. The same reason there's going to be 10 year olds watching this because there's hot ass, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, girls in aerobics. So. What are those? Right. Yeah. But that's kind of, uh, I don't know, that's a tradition in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Finding movies, horror movies in particular that you're too young to watch. True. That's kind of its own, yeah. like, that's what happens. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems to be like everybody that I know that's a fan of, like, horror movies. That just happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you find these kind of, like, more risque horror movies or, or they've got some, like, 80s titties in them or something. And it's like, I don't know. You always watch them before you should. Oh, I mean. Maybe, you know what I mean? Or maybe not before you should. I don't think any of us. Before your parents would let you anyway. I don't think any of us horror guys saw any of these movies when we were supposed to watch them. Oh, right. You know? Yeah, I watched Hellraiser when I was eight. I fell in love with Pinhead for the wrong reason. I'm like, this guy's the coolest ever. You know, That's yeah. not how that's supposed to work. Like, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, maybe they're too impressionable when you watch them now. But I just like the idea that it's kind of repeating the cycle. Yeah. In a good way. Oh, yeah. You know, like he took all the cool shit about 80s movies, the the soundtrack, the look, the, the neon colors, all that stuff. And kind of, and just repackaged it and, and, you know, brought it to 
the mm-hmm. audience that didn't maybe get to experience the 80s. Yeah. Like, there's some young kid right now that's going to watch this murder size movie and be like, oh, man, the 80s were fucking cool. Right. You know what I mean? And just because of the fashion and because that's what we thought, too. Like, that's, I don't know. I think he, he did a good job on kind of, I don't know, passing the torch or kind of like giving it a kind of a revive or like a, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's got eighties just all over it, which I love. Oh yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of movies that have, that have been coming out. Yeah. Uh, in the last couple of years. I mean, Stranger that. Things started it. Stranger Things was Pretty kind much, of the, you know, uh, the catalyst for like that, you know, the eighties coming back and, uh, I'm okay. With I'm it, okay. Right? Yeah. Cause there's been a lot of good, you know, throwback, uh, kind of films and like 80s look and I love the colors all the neon pinks and shit like neon greens I love all that shit right yeah um, so I don't know I think it's if it's done right this like 80s revival that's what I've been calling it yeah and uh, it's been doing good yeah you know cause most of us that kind of grew up in the late 80s or mid 80s we're old enough now we want to see that shit that's nostalgic to us you know what I mean so it's like that's why like our age there's a huge number of us now that are, you know, old enough to to rent movies and go whatever, watch what we want. So it's like, well, I want to remember that shit when I was a kid. Yeah. That's why Stranger Things did so good. It's like, you know. Nostalgic as fuck. Yeah, it's like an updated version of the Goonies or like an updated like Scooby-Doo or some shit. Like Completely, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's all those, it hits all those uh, trigger points in nostalgia. It's like, all the dressed right, all the soundtracks right, all the colors are right. So it gets you right back in that spot. And this movie, I think, uh, you know, for its limitations on budget or whatever, because of course it's not a big Hollywood, you know, production. But within its limitations, man, it gets you right, right in the right spot. Yeah, I feel that. You know, like I, I also noticed talking about the the eighties uh, whole thing coming back and all that. Uh, a lot of the the underground, I'm noticing like a big chunk of like the, the you know the independent horror films. You kind of almost already expect them to be 80s, be placed in the 80s. Um, it's a big and surge right now. And yeah. I, so I hope it just don't burn out. I mean, it will. But I hope there's right. at least enough of these good ones. Yeah. You know, to where we can go back and watch and be like, oh, man, remember in the 2000s when there was that 80s revival shit, like after COVID? And you can find a handful of these cool ones and, and kind of, you know, rewatch them maybe. True. Yeah, it's like every trend. It may... Uh, I don't know, kind of hit a bubbling point, you know, or hit hit too much max capacity. Oh, it'll happen. It you know? just you know, it just seems like it's it's momentum just keeps on getting. Yeah, you know, uh, even down to like fashions these oh, days sure. yeah. is going back to a very eighties uh, ish kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, not mad about it. I, you know, I, I I love it. I mean, that's another reason why I I, I really enjoy well, this movie. Is and it? I think the eighties has a wide, even though it's like you can classify something kind of 80s throwback or whatever. But within the 80s, there's a wide spectrum of looks. Yeah. You know, it's like, as fashion goes, in the 80s, you have like everybody from like leather biker type of shit, like old school, like Harley Davidson, uh, like Marlboro Man shit coming out of the 70s. You have like those kind of looks. Yeah. You have like weird avant-garde, like people putting weird patchwork clothes together and all this kind of weird kind of artsy, you know, stuff from like pre-grunge era. Yeah. And I mean, you have like, you know, punk scene is still hard, you know, so it's like you have all the 
like the punk kids. And so it's like, even within the eighties, there's a ton of ways you can go. Yeah. You know, when you're making either fashion or a movie or you're, you're, I want to look, I want to make this look eighties. All right. There's yeah. still a, a, a bunch of ways you can, you can go with, oh, yeah. with those looks and with those uh, kind of ideas and stuff. And it's like, you maybe got to run a, a piece of neon pink through it. Like, you know, there's just like a few things that kind of hold all the, all the shit together. Cause like punk kids will rock neon pink and the avant-garde oh, yeah. kids will rock the neon pink. And the, you know, so there's all these little things that kind of maybe place it in the eighties, but there's a lot of spectrum to the eighties. Whereas like, I think some other decades don't have the spectrum. You know, like the eighties are almost to me like the sixties. Yeah. As far as like such a weird spectrum. Cause the seventies kind of tightens up and everybody's doing disco shit and everybody's kind of like, I mean, besides like maybe an outlaw biker or some shit, but like yeah. the sixties had a wide variety of what that look could be. Yeah. You could be wearing like military garb. You could be wearing like feather boas and, and fucking flower sunglasses and shit. That's all 60s. Yeah. But that's a big spectrum between there. So I think the 80s, I don't know, I'm going on about shit, but like the 80s has a bigger spectrum, I think, of options maybe. Yeah. Than some people want to think credit, you know what I mean? And as far as music goes too, you have everything yeah. from punk to synth and it's all happening in the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, there's just so much going on in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I think with, with um, with it being like, you know, like 80s stuff is, is the characters uh, were all also more fun in, in horror movies. Because you had those certain, you know, you had like your your mean girls and you had like yeah. the, the poor kid you felt bad for. You got, you know, all this stuff or whatever. <coughs> um, I think there was definitely some tropes like that. Yeah. But there wasn't as much uh, agenda. Right. You know. Which, yeah. I mean, some agendas are worth, uh, I think people should know about. But a lot of 80s movies are just kind of more fun fun and crazy. And it's like, I mean, with that, some stuff isn't maybe PC or some stuff is a little too out there or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It's more kind of free art yeah. in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, trauma. Yeah. Just yeah, the fact like, that Lloyd Kaufman and Uncle Lloydy is still cranking stuff out is awesome. Oh yeah, and still doing the types of crazy ass shit that Trauma does, and Full Moon too. Um, you know they've kind of went. I mean they've got their own channel and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, I think about the two big indies that are still going to me is Full Moon and Trauma. Oh yeah, you know there's yeah. a few others that are still kind of going, but those two are kind of the the kings to me. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, and just Trauma being kind of at the yeah to, the I top, love, you know just because I mean most people. That if they watch horror movies about that, they know what trauma is. Yeah, I'd say Full Moon about the same now. They've been well, so yeah, long. that is true. Yeah, Puppet true. Master and Radu and all the those like franchises yeah. that people love. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's oh, like. Yeah. But I don't know how gone was indie. Uh, well, it makes sense because I mean, you know, murder size is a oh yeah, but know. just like keeping with the indie flow of kind of doing the movie you want. Yeah, you know, like you. I don't know. This isn't a mainstream movie. You know, I mean, like... Yeah. Like, you, you can tell that there was there was a lot of fun going into oh, yeah. writing this as well as, as shooting it and stuff. Well, and just like, Jess's scenes are hilarious, but it's just like... They really are. You know, and both of them, the movie in the movie, 
Yeah. And she's on the phone. Like there's a there's a couple of scenes where like you just couldn't write that in a mainstream movie. It's just no. like you know. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to give another one. We're not. We're not. We're not going. We're not going to spoil it. But all the scenes we're talking saying, about. Yeah, these two scenes. Oh are God. hilarious to me. And, and it, it, will caught, fr- it will throw you the fuck one, off, One of them, too. for sure, caught Chuck off guard. When, yeah, when completely. And I'm not going to uh, give it away. But no. it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Like, in the worst way. And it's, I don't know, that, that was, to me, that's like a throwback to, like, 80s style, too. Yeah. Just writing whatever's funny to you or whatever is, like, in your, and not really giving a fuck if it's so PC or so. Yeah. I don't know. It like, just seemed like he, I don't know. It just seemed like it's what he wanted to write. There was no real yeah, um, agendas or no, uh, I don't know. There, there, there's nothing to push in this movie. It's just a fun yeah. 80s throwback slasher film. There's no, I I don't know. That's, I, to me, that's why it's so fun. Because there's a lot of just movies now that are too political or too religious or whatever. They're trying to yeah. push whatever their agenda is. Yeah. And some of them I agree with, but sometimes I just want to watch a fun-ass movie. And not have to really think too hard about Yeah, that's why I watch real movies life. for escapism. That's why yeah, I want right. to I went and watched Oppenheimer, and you're like, oh, God, it's heavy as fuck. And it's yeah. like, all right, that's what those movies are for. Right. I want some other just fun, you know. And yeah. This, man, this movie just, like, hits all my buttons, right? Um, let's see. Uh... Well, let's name uh, you know we got Candace Bowling um, playing Phoebe, Phoebe. Uh, Jess is playing Candy, Drew Marvick as Chuck. Um, we haven't talked about a few of the girls, but Adriana Ushiba uh, <laughs> plays Nikki. Uh, August Kais Kiss Kais. I would say it's Kiss, but K Y S S. Yeah, I mean okay. August Kiss that makes more sense for. Oh, uh, that does make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, she plays Tatiana. Uh, Victoria de, de Mentavi de, plays Monique. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Shoot. All right. There's a whole bunch of other people, too, when it comes down to it. Um, a side character. That's most of the uh, aerobics crew yeah. and, like, the... Crystal Shea, which that's the girl from the, at the beginning of the movie, isn't it? The first one who bites it. I think that I thought that was August. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah you're right. That was August. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So many blondes, I just kind of get confused. Well, head, you know. But okay, all right, I got you on that one. But yeah, um, so I just want to throw out a few, few few of the girls' names in there. Sorry yeah. if I missed if I missed any. Which I know I did. I missed a couple. Well, sue the me. point is, though, that don't sue me. Know. I have nothing. <laughs> you will not win. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Murder Saw's fun movie. Yeah, man, that's a fun movie with a, a like you said, no, no, there's no agenda there. There's nothing. Yeah, no, man, that's why I really push nothing. Get... It's all. It's all. One thing it's pushing is humor, uh, blood, and boobs. Yeah, man, Just and like it's funny, no problem. sexy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure some. I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there that are like, oh, this is just, this is just horrible. Why are they still making these kind of movies? And, well, yeah, of course. and it's like, but well, I'm sorry, but some people still have a sense of humor and like to have fun when they watch movies. Well, and it's not, like, here, and not be told like fucking you know how to think or how to act. 
those people Thank you. <laughs> that complain about this movie would be the people who didn't watch the 80s versions of these movies either. Right. Or would have complained about them too. Like, you know, that's, a, that's a big possibility. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's the Karens of the world, man. They just want to kind of bitch and moan when somebody else is doing shit. And it's just like, you may not think that like showing titties is right or whatever. It's just like, but that's on you. Yeah. Like that's not a, that's not a global thing. You know, it's like, if you have problems with it, you don't have to watch. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, these, these people that are in these movies aren't going to lose any sleep if you don't watch this fucking movie. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, they're finally showing them off. They're not for you if that's the case. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's an 80s throwback movie. There's titties and blood and, some like crazy mangling. Uh, there's some good death scene. Yeah, there are. I'll even test on the death scenes, but yeah, sure. like, uh, there's some winners. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of blood. There's yeah. a couple of there's some gushing. Yeah, yeah. Good some shit. fun little throwbacks in some of those kills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's there's just little throwbacks throughout the movie that you kind of like. Oh yeah, there's some like some eighty slasher shit. You know, it's, it did a good job of doing what it does. Well, I, I would like to, to to say thank you to uh, Mr. Ragsdale yeah. uh, for uh, for being one of the soldiers in the good fight uh, and yeah. bringing back the the classic uh, feel uh, that we all uh, yeah, man, miss. For sure. Uh, I even, I mean I realize that this movie is also parody, and you know, yeah, but that's, but, but that's makes, the point, you know. Yeah, it, and it but, plays on itself. Yeah. And, and it's it, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I think it does a good job on it. Yeah, definitely. But it doesn't take itself too serious. But without getting like slapstick, right? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It's, it's like a good, you know, because usually, because I put this movie off because I don't, I'm not a big horror uh, comedy guy. Yeah, right. But I'm getting, I'm decent friends with Jessa now, and like, so I wanted to watch it before I see her next. So I want to talk about it, and it yeah. won me over. You know what I mean? It's like I, I wanted to like it, and, but it, it, uh, I don't know, hit right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Woo! What are you tombstone? Man, it's hard. Because you can't, I don't know, you can't really put a budget in it too much. You know what I mean? Because right. of like, or you can't compare. Yeah. Something in like, man, I don't know. I'm going to give it this is a hard one, really, because I like it quite a bit. So I'm trying to separate how much I like it mm. from what I should actually give it. Does that make sense? No. Well, because, I mean, I'm friends with Jess. So I want to hype my, my oh, buddy's, I got you. My yeah, buddy's yeah. shit up. So I don't want to, like, give, like, an untrue rating because I know somebody in it type of shit. But I'm going to give it, like, a four... Okay. Maybe even a four and a half. I don't know. I mean, for what it was trying to do and the style and shit, I don't know what else you could have really... There's some pretty neat kills. There's some twists here and there. I don't know. I don't really know what you'd improve on. So, I I don't know. I'm going to give it a... A heavy four. A heavy four. Okay. Uh, I I think I'll give it a four also. Uh, I, I think it it, it, it kind of hits all the right spots. Yeah. So. so it's like, I don't know. 
what I might change necessarily. Other than I'd probably just make Jessa live a little longer. Oh yeah, she's in a pretty good, pretty good chunk, but I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Four. Yeah, both both fours on this one. Excellent. Well, with that being said, short break. Come back, and we'll tell you a little bit more about what we got going on. I feel alive 
Welcome back to Graveyard Talk, and we're, we've been discussing murder size. And now, is the point in the show where we tell you a little bit about what's going on with us. Whitman? What you got going on, bud? He's flicking me off. <laughs> I got a few shoots. Um, I've done one so far this summer, and haven't really put anything up yet, but uh, so that one's coming up. Uh, I've got a shoot with Miss Jessa Flux. Later this month, that was in this movie as Candy. So those won't necessarily be horror movie. Uh, a couple we're gonna do is kind of like horror related, but others just kind of yeah. I don't know what she's got. It's all her outfits and whatnot. So some of it will be kind of more horror related, but some of it won't. Uh, but those will be up. Uh, actually, I don't know when they'll be up because we're gonna shoot them this month. It'll take me a minute, but those will be up soon. And uh, yeah. Got some traveling to do. Other yeah. That. Traveling full over here. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, I guess what's going on with me? I don't know. Not, too, not, too, not too much. Uh, let's see. My band, Bastard Sons of a Judas Go, we've been working on our new album. Uh, the Fall of Man. I feel like there's more to that title. It's a long one, I'm pretty sure. Either way. Uh, some of our, 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 some of our best stuff sounds great. Uh, Josh Ross, uh, the guitar player, uh, also was the one that recorded it, um, and uh, did, did an awesome job. Um, so that'll be out here before too long. Um, I've got uh, my books out. Um, Thirsty is out, that's my novella. Um, and House of Flesh, my novel, um, finally came out. Um, so you can get those on Amazon. You can also get sludge the anthology that i'm part of along with Stuart bray and jason nicky um all that's on amazon uh on uh you know ebook and paperback uh let's see here i got uh all the mini fucking podcasts i do uh we got uh, of course obviously graveyard talk duh uh nasty nation which hasn't really done anything in a while but i've got some things planned that we'll get into that in a minute um and video store clerks uh, which is uh, on uh, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock um, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, so hit up the Facebook page of Video Store Clerks Podcast. You'll see mine, Dave, Chad, and Michael's ugly mugs. Sometimes um, me. So, so, sometimes sometimes uh, uh, Whitman is on. He, he makes an appearance in there. He's kind of, he's very slowly becoming uh, the fifth Beatle. Yeah. Um, and we'll be fake Paul. Yeah, he's fake Paul. So weird. Um, I don't know if there's anything, really anything else going on? I think that's it. At the moment? Hit, yeah. him, hit all the sites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Uh, we'll, we'll say this, though. We are working on uh, uh, our, our YouTube channel. We're still kind of figuring out what we're going to call it. Um, but it's going to be a host to a whole bunch of different... Uh, Kind of uh, shows things, yeah. Um, Still got to lean towards horror and film, but it's going to branch out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be coming coming here real soon. Uh, just kind of get putting the finishing touches that we needed to do. Um, <clears throat> Finally got a decent mic and camera, so 
Yeah. So we're gonna we're Shit's gonna support that. Shit's coming, folks. It's coming. It's gonna come. <laughs> what, Whoa. what a horrible way to end that. Actually, it makes perfect sense. This is a great movie, and uh, you're great oh, people. Oh yeah. Uh, before. Uh, um, after all our shit, check out uh, Jessa's stuff. Oh, of course. Uh, Jessa does it all. And check out Paul Ragsdale. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Women on Facebook. And, uh, uh, Bastard Sons. Bastard Sons of Goat. And all the podcasts. All that stuff. And yeah. All that fun stuff there. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. I'm Chuck Nasty. That's Whitman. This is Graveyard Talk. Good night and good luck. Woo!